everyone, and welcome, friends, to the 11th. Oh, my God. Right, Sean? It's the 11th? Yep, 11th. Yeah, the 11th episode of the Lord of the Rungs podcast. The only Tolkien podcast that the professor himself would dismiss as juvenile and crass. I'm Dan Zerby, here with Sean Kelly, my good friend and co-host. And together we'll be discussing the writings, adaptations, news, games, and anything else involving J.R.R. Tolkien's Legendarium. And we'll be doing so in a way that he probably wouldn't love. <laughs> yes. You know. Like I said, juvenile and crass. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so we'll touch on that in a sec. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so today we are doing the part three of our <laughs> Rings of Chowder. <laughs> every time. It makes me laugh every time. I just yeah. love that name. It's, it's the soup, baby, but it's a little bit creamier and a little bit chunkier. Oh, yeah. Gotta have the, you got to have the taters in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, we we originally were all going to have a two-part episode on this, and then uh, while recording yesterday, we were, the previous we were, episode, I should yeah, say. We were, uh, we were running pretty long already. Yeah, before we knew it, we were at an hour, and we were like, we haven't even covered half of the second half of this season, so we, we, better, yeah. we better make this into another episode. Yeah, if there's anything to indicate that the... Uh the pacing ramps up in that show it's that we had about twice yeah. as many notes <laughs> in the second yeah. half i but... mean yeah we were both marking off the notes that we had already discussed when we uh, recorded the previous episode and almost everything that i have written down is still there not crossed out <laughs> yeah there's there's plenty to talk about but first before we get into yes. that yeah. uh two things before we uh before i mostly me uh yeah I don my uh correction cap uh i i did want to say because i i keep forgetting to mention it but uh i just want to thank you zerby for doing the lovely intro and outro music for the episodes you oh, yeah. Uh, yeah you you put in put in work for that and it sounds great Thank you. I appreciate that. I did it. It, it was it was a lot of work, mostly because I'm <laughs> not very experienced with recording and also uh, limited talent as a musician. So it took okay. it took a it took a long time, but I appreciate it. I'm very proud of what I came up with. So thank you. Well, the humbleness is you know recognized, but you you, you did a good job. Thank but you. Now I, do, I do appreciate it. Onto a onto a darker sort of. <laughs> topic i guess uh we're we're hopping into correction corner skipping yeah. and and capering and now uh it transitions into meandering. A, a slow <laughs> shuffle yes of shame uh at last Dragon episode feet. yeah i uh i did mention you know i won't go into details but i did make it doesn't need to be repeated about the size of uh you know the late great professor's phallus, and I, I just want to say, you know, I don't. First of all, I don't know. I don't know what what he could have been as impressive are. as. Yeah, he, he could have been as impressive as you uh, as you claimed. It's possible. You know, I would guess it's more of like a, you know, a a classy English fourteen centimeters, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know this is all just wild uh, speculation uh, and oh, wild man. indeed so i just want to <laughs> apologize oh wait 
Yeah, you know what? With that, I just heard a uh, another letter slip through my the letter slit in my front door. It's another cease and desist. <laughs> I'll just <laughs> I'll add that to the pile. <laughs> yeah, if anybody from the Tolkien estate ever hears this, we will not be endeared to them. Uh, <laughs> yes, we certainly won't, won't be going to any moots as special guests. <laughs> we not yeah not not at least not with an invitation. <laughs> no. No, we're moot crashers. That's yeah, that's, that's right. I think our vibe anyway. Yeah, you know? we're the punk rock Tolkien podcast, and you know, we, we don't need an invitation. We're just gonna show up. Watch out with our leather jackets and our <laughs> and I don't our I, slicked back hair. And yeah, <laughs> we're just we just bring swords. <laughs> oh God, moot crashers would be the. A, like a most unwatchably nerdy version of wedding crashers. I oh think. god, it would be awful. There'd first of all be there'd be no sex, first of all. <laughs> that's no that's that, one. wait you don't crash it to hook up. You're no you're, you're crashing it to correct people on their grammar or something. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well actually there's a lot of that, I'm sure. Yes. Oh well actually is right and left and yeah, it would just be yeah. unwatchable. So yeah. And I know it would be horrible because I am somebody who says, well, actually, more than I'd like to, more than I'd like to admit. Yes, <laughs> so, I've tried to move away from that. Yeah, we're working on it. It's all a process. Anyway, we should start in on this episode. Yeah, we got we got a lot of <laughs> we got a lot know, of work to do. We got Let's a lot of meat it. to get through. So give yeah. it to me and give it to me, Raw Zerb. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right, so we, uh, in our previous episode, we talked uh, mostly about the Harfoots, a bit about the Dwarves. So today we're going to be focusing on the Southlanders, Numenorians, and the Elves, slash Sauron, slash Orcs. And they're all pretty connected. Um, yeah. But let's uh, let's start talking about the Southlander storyline. you have anything uh, you want to start with on that? Um, I mean, I didn't really... It kind of starts off like relatively early with the. I mean, they they attack the tower in the fifth episode, yeah. right? So it, Correct, they're yeah. kind of just in a battle for pretty much the entire. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I sure. liked what they did. Um, yeah, I did know, enjoy the uh, the battle, knocking scene the tower the... down, and yeah, it was fun. Also, you know the uh, seeing all the. Um, the Southlander villagers going in and yeah. trying to pledge their allegiance and just yeah. <laughs> realizing the huge mistake they had made. The only one who really profited <laughs> was uh, Waldrick. The uh, yeah, and he still, you know, and Adar still made him cut his throat of that, uh, cut the throat of that 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 kid who's uh, Theo's friend. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, R.I.P. to a. Uh, sort of sniffly annoying one i guess yeah i mean he did suck <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i don't think that's like enough justification for so oh, no i'm not die. saying he deserved to get killed I'm just no saying he did also suck yeah. <laughs> but yeah you know i mean yeah can you that? be the one to deal out death as punishment sir <laughs> <laughs> fearing for my own safety no i mean i am certainly not that wise and even the wise cannot see all ends so yeah, well, in this case, uh, yeah, I, I generally, I liked a lot of the battle scenes. It was more of that, um, what we talked about in the first episode of this, where the orcs just were really scary. Yeah, 
Yeah, they are. They're 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 really uh yeah, there's they're just there's something heavier about their presence than um you know what we're used to in uh any pretty much any other adaptation, but particularly the you know, the Jackson ones. Well, it seems like they're real easy to kill for the most part, unless they're Uruks Urukai, should say. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but yeah. But like the, for instance, in the Jackson movies, that you know, we see them raiding the villages, you know, Dunlendings and the Uruks were raiding the villages in Rohan and stuff, but you yeah. don't really see it. You're just seeing this like Yeah, you know that it's happening. Montage not... of destruction. Yeah, which is probably better for the tone of that film, but and it's, yeah. yeah, they can't spend time on it. But it's, yeah, you, you know, you're not seeing how terrifying that would actually be. These right, yes, exactly. I mean, monsters. even in, yeah, even in the um, even in the Hobbit movies, in the first one, you know, Philly and Killy are like messing with Bilbo, and Thorin's like, "Do you think a night raid by orcs is a joke?" But they still didn't. I feel like they're still no. I mean, the CGI in the Hobbit made it undercut the scariness also yeah. but um uh i but mean yeah, even, no, this idea that like orcs are scary and now we're actually seeing it you know it's yeah, like everybody's yeah. been saying how terrifying they are but we haven't really seen it until this adaptation so i think they just uh you know rings yeah. of power deserve some credit for that that is one of the things i i think they actually like looking back that's one of the things i liked most about the show actually it made yeah. the it, the stakes much higher it made it feel more real and, and terrifying and it, it did yeah. put you in their shoes a lot for right know, i think yeah i was gonna say sorry uh i think we mentioned before i think you you brought this up like you know when you see battles with orcs in in the peter jackson movies like it's with the best fight it's with aragorn it's with legolas yeah. it's with gimli like some of the you know Aramur, like the best fighters in middle earth so it's just a bunch so they're just people. hacking through yeah yeah i mean you know helms deep gimli and legolas they have a game of it yeah. um and now here you're seeing like normal people like oh yeah they can they can you can easily get killed by an orc they're a violent they're a violent group <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so, yeah. um but uh I guess that violence I did want to mention at some point during the uh the village siege the fight with Arandir against that orc oh, the giant captain orc. Yeah. is so brutal. It's, it's another so much more intense than I would have expected from from the show. Yeah, kind of out of nowhere. I mean, he, they're get, he's yeah. getting like slammed into walls and like he stabs <laughs> yeah. him in the eye and like bl- his blood is like dripping <laughs> onto his face. It's I know, absolutely it's yeah. <laughs> it is so brutal and like it, yeah. It, I, it I mean, is unlike so anything in the show even. Yeah, I mean the only the, there, there's one other instance of like pretty brutal violence in the show other than that particular scene. And the, that's when I'm thinking when uh, Halbrand is fighting those, um, the guild people in, uh, oh, Numenor. Yeah. that was pretty and gritty. I, we, yeah. We didn't, and we didn't mention this, but I want to point out like the part where there's blood splatter on this, on the camera. That's normally something that I love to see. Cause I'm a big horror fan in this context. I hated it. And I thought it was totally out of place. Uh, yeah. Um, I actually, actually, I thought the brutality of that fight scene with the broken arm and the face getting smashed into the wall was actually a bit. I, I, I don't mind. I and even enjoy fictionalized violence, uh, but I that that if, scene just it kind feels of, wrong for the tone. Yes, of, exactly. The story. Yeah, if, yeah, agreed. 
yeah, it was it was the wrong tone, especially because it's. I mean, even if it is, uh, oh, once again, spoilers for the whole. I mean, <laughs> yeah. at this point, if you don't realize there's going to be spoilers I mean, for the end of the show, you should yeah. you deserve it being spoiled. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is part two of our. <laughs> our <laughs> Of of our Rings of Shouter of the, special of this and well, part three, but the part three, part yeah. of the end part of it, two yeah. of part two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, yeah. It even if it's Sauron inflicting this violence upon people, it just still yeah. feels, especially because he looks just like a human, it. is just yeah. just feels out of place. Uh, yeah, like e- even the Arondir versus the orc, like it was brutal, but it's still like. I mean, this was, is an orc. It was orc blood. It wasn't. Yeah, it was orc blood. It wasn't. You know, and and they are they are brutal elf. beings. You know. Yeah. But like seeing yeah. that human versus human just felt strange yeah. for Tolkien's work. Like you, yeah. Like it's yeah, not that I, they shouldn't have had a fight scene there, but like it was just a bit graphic for yeah. It was just a bit graphic for for this for what we're for what they're doing. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So anyway, back to the siege. I did oh uh, about the orcs, and there was kind of around there. Uh, I kind of liked the Nampot chant. Yeah, I don't remember. Did you? I I meant to look up what that it's, meant. Nampot is death. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, that works. Yeah, <laughs> I like that too. Yeah, it was a little goofy, but it was also kind of like I mean, if they're going to chant something, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. I also one of the things I did like as well, uh, which is related to this, was um, I think it was the beginning of episode six when um, Adar does that seed planting ritual and Arondir does the exact same thing. Yeah, it you does. know, like plant, Could, you know, plant, planting we, new life in defiance of death. I thought that was a really neat. Um, I don't think thing. we like, knew what he was at that point, right? Uh, do, yeah. I mean, it, it, when do we learn that he's? Uh, I think we. I think we find out for sure that like, oh, that Adar is you know one of the early the orcs. I don't orcs. think we find out until like the interrogation scene. It's not like confirmed until the interrogation yeah. scene with Caladriel in the barn. Yeah, but it, it it was interesting to see he still has those elvish traditions yeah. and everything. Yeah, like and, he enjoys. He still enjoys the the light of the sun which I thought was really interesting, but his children cannot, you know, yeah. it's like, it, it's really, it's a really, Adar is a really cool character. I, uh, I, <laughs> I really, I, that so is, much more compelling than I would have expected. Yeah. That is an addition that I am like, I, I'm fine with. Cause like, it doesn't really yeah. break with the lore. It's sort of like no. a, a bit of a twist on it. And it like sort of cements, yeah an origin story because Tolkien always bounced it around between how the orcs yeah. were created. Yeah. And even, and the nature of the orcs, you know, yes. it's like, you know, as the pure evil, it was not something that he was super comfortable with. Like the idea that they could never, because as a, as a, I, I mean, yeah, we might've, we might've talked about this in a previous episode, but yeah, the idea that you can't, you could not be redeemed as a living thing that can't redeem itself. Has, doesn't have the capability is not something that would have worked with his Catholic worldview. Yeah. Um, or even, you know, the view that's really, which is, you know, slightly different, but like this, the worldview of the stories itself, it's like, it's tough. It's, it's a, it's an awkward conversation. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, <laughs> which, why is, which is why he never really settled, settled on it. Yeah. 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 
Well, while we're, I guess, I this is jumping ahead a little and everything, but while we're talking about Adar and that sort of still having those elvish characteristics and loving the sun, I did want to talk about, so you do you remember after the eruption of Orodruin and uh, yeah. at the end of, I think, the seventh episode, uh, you know, Waldrig's, Waldrig's saying, like, all hail King of the Southlands, you know, yada, yada. And then yeah. they have the, like, Southlands in the corner and it, like, burns up and becomes Mordor. Oh, yeah, to Mordor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of... It was weird. I, I kind of got I, chills from it, but it was also pretty goofy yeah i wrote that down in my didn't like uh like column but i didn't really hate it it was just really corny yeah the way it was done it was almost like the timing was almost like if it was meant to be played comedically yeah there was nothing comic about it but like the timing was almost comic it was you know yeah so i I don't not anymore it's not you know (laughs) it's kind of the vibe that i got yeah so i wish i was saying um while i was watching it so udun and i forget what mordor means what shadowlands uh yeah dark land i think is yeah Yeah, shadowland uh, dark land udun means shadow pit or hell i believe yeah so like Gandalf um, in uh, Fellowship of the Ring calls the Balrog a flame of Udun. Yeah, so basically... Flame of Udun! Oh, that was good. <laughs> Thanks. But, uh, so I would have liked to see him... So, like, it, I feel like he would hate that place, you know? Because he, he loves mm. the sun still, and he's just doing it for his children, effectively. Yeah. It would yeah. have been nice to see him say, basically, yeah, this is like a hellish, like, land of shadow. And it would have been nice to see him, like, no, we're going to change the name of it to, like, land of shadow. Because it, like, yeah. he he would he would also kind of love and hate the place, you know? Like, yeah. it, it would have been nice to see it from his, like, point of view as a character saying... Mm. Like it, it, it just would have been. I mean, it might not have been as like grand a reveal. Yeah. Uh, having like a character, sort of name it as like a personal character thing, but it, mm. you know, the way it played out, it just felt goofy. So yeah, I, it, I just it, thought it, of that at the it, time. Yeah, I agree. It came off a little corny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it wasn't bad. It was just like, eh, okay. That's how you're going to do that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so back to the um, back to the siege and stuff like that. I did yeah. want to say, um, oh, yeah, Theo having to, like, be the one to, like, burn his mother's wounds. <laughs> Carterize his mother's arrow wound, yeah. Yeah, was like, okay, I... Aranda, you couldn't like do that. And yeah, have, it's like why but, can't Theo but, hold her down? And yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't. It, it's like whole, she's not a big lady. It's not like it would take that much to like keep her still. <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole thing was like pretty brutal. It was. In it general. was. Um, it was definitely more de- more realistic gore, I guess, than we're used to seeing. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, obviously there's plenty of orc blood spraying around and people getting killed all over the place and other yeah. ad- adaptations, but not like 
somebody like bleeding their lifeblood onto the floor. Right. Yeah, yeah. You don't see that kind of uh yeah. Yeah, you don't see that much blood of humans or elves, really, for that matter, in any other adaptation. No, not particularly. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird because like this show for the most part, I would be like, oh, it's PG thirteen, except for like some of the violence is like it's even PGs a lot of it, except for some of the imagery, and then you have these like super violent and like, very bloody parts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you know, I'm, Tolkien obviously he, he was against sort of like base works, so you know, like cursing and sex and all that stuff was not really his it, mo. It, yeah, implied uh, is is the way he does anything remotely sexual yeah. like you know like he's he says that orcs uh reproduce after the manner of the children of iluvatar which means sex <laughs> but you know he's yeah, never describing orc sex you know yeah, fair enough, God, by the way I know, it's a good none decision. of us want to think too much about that anyway no but, no 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 um, <laughs> yeah so it, yeah it was you're right it, it did feel like you could almost go to r with some of that some of those fight <laughs> yeah. scenes and stuff but yeah it, as always, violence is more accepted than you know sex or anything else in <laughs> yeah, our media. Always, so, yeah, it's usually the case, right? Uh, did you have anything else about the siege, or do you want to just kind of jump to the uh, Numenorians? I think, that's it. I, I think that's it about the siege. I just think it was. I really enjoyed. I'll just say I really enjoyed the twist that the orcs and Adar used the Southlanders that came to them to join their side yeah. <laughs> to get slaughtered first. I was like, yeah, well. You know, way the feels, kids say, fuck around and find out. <laughs> it feels on brand, and it, I yeah, mean, it I made you it, feel, <laughs> it made you feel for the yeah. ones who were, you know, stayed, you know, and not yeah. really the it's ones like, who abandoned them. Yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel for them a little bit, only like they probably felt like they didn't have a better option, and that yeah. doesn't mean it's okay that you chose the side of objective evil but you know yeah it's like uh you know they were just trying to survive and they made a really dumb decision <laughs> yeah basically but it worked out like that one well orcs, like think. they had to pay the toll <laughs> yeah like ooh, god damn but yeah all the all those villagers that stayed and they're just realizing that they just killed it's their like, family oh, we just friends. killed all our friends cool <laughs> yeah oops like, that's not how we wanted that to go all right, so we'll let's jump back to the Numenorians up until the point where they come to the to the yeah. rescue. Then um, um, I love the scene in Numenor after uh, uh, Isildur gets himself kicked out of the Sea Guard, and he's trying to he's talking to his father about like, oh, can you get me in on you know on this expedition to Middle Earth? And he's like, why would I do that? You just threw away all of your opportunities. You know, he's like he's such a good dad. You know, yeah. He, you can tell he's he's a good dad and a good captain of Numenor as well. Yes, you can tell he's faithful yeah. through and through. Yeah, definitely. And um, I loved the the training scene with Galadriel just pretty much kicking everybody's ass. Yes, Sildor's friend does get does get a. Uh, uh, just a cuts small her, cut on her arm, cuts her gets his promotion like, yeah. robe, <laughs> like not yeah. even to her. But yeah, I think he, I think she does get scratched. I think she does uh, bleed just a little bit. Yeah, but it, it did feel a little. Uh, you could it was feel a little the choreography. Yes, yeah. it felt a yeah. little parts. It reminded me of that 
in in uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean scene where uh, Jack Sparrow and um, Orlando Bloom are sword fighting in in the shop and they're jumping up yeah. and around. And that's that's kind of what it felt like, like very choreographed. But it was very fun to watch. I love a good sword fight. Yeah, um, <laughs> I even and, like a bad sword fight, honestly. Yeah, and it was nice to see Galadriel enjoying herself again. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> kicking ass and riding horses are the only things that take, it makes you smile. Makes smile, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, generally, I did just love Elendil. I, I, I like Isildur, too, but Elendil is just Dude. one of the most Ugh. compelling characters to me. Which and Lloyd I'm Owen so just plays see. him so oh, yes. well. He's such he's probably my favorite character on the show. I, I think Elendil. so. Because uh, you know, other characters are enjoyable, you know, like Elrond yeah. and uh oh, yeah. and Durin and They're I like awesome. the Hobbits and everything, but Elendil is he's also you know, he's a man, you know, so it's yeah, in a way it's kind of easier to identify with his yeah. you know struggles and everything but he, he just the way he delivers a lot of those like emotional scenes and lines and everything is just God. yeah i know this would be jumping ahead but him just like grieving his son who he thinks is dead yeah. who we know can't be dead because the seal door is kind of a big deal <laughs> <laughs> so we know he's not dead yeah. yet uh, everybody and... does actually but he doesn't and and you know you really believe that his heart is broken i mean yeah he's a great actor holy crap and yeah when yeah you know while we're up there (laughs) uh, when when muriel decides that they're gonna come back to middle earth and get revenge basically and he's just grieving for the entire island you know yeah like he knows this isn't the the right way it's just yeah all of his emotional scenes are very powerful but yeah uh anyway back to the island yeah i did want to mention we have we don't see a lot of farazan doing his yeah thing. we really yeah we really don't it's uh you know and I, his... i'm sure he'll come into play later <laughs> oh yeah we know he will um yeah the most we really see about him is uh you know that that scene in the square which uh yeah, once again weird themes yeah uh but it was like, actually really it i i appreciate how shrewd he is being portrayed because yes. he was he would have been i mean it's like yeah he ends up being the huge dick that's his uh, thing yeah but shrewd is is yeah is like he's definitely a i mean pol- politically masterful obviously. yeah i, I like yeah. him as a villain oh i don't yeah, like fantastic. him but yeah, the, yeah like right character. yeah and how yeah. the way how brutal he is with his like idiot son is just oh, man, is. <laughs> <laughs> like it, usually it's not nice to see somebody being mean to their kid but sometimes when <laughs> their kids a little kind shit of sucks. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he does kind of suck i don't like his haircut either that's not really important but i'm just throwing that out there <laughs> like his haircut doesn't endear him to me at all <laughs> uh yeah but i mean just the whole thing with you know talking about just exploit it he, i mean he's just like here you know what do you want me to lay out mercantilism for you because i will <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right kid here's how imperialism works we're gonna go there save them they're grateful and they're just gonna pay us to exist for the rest of eternity <laughs> and the kid still is like i'm gonna burn the ships <laughs> yeah we're gonna make numenor great again <laughs> yeah um <laughs> 
so I guess uh, while we're when we're leaving, I did want to mention it was nice and it was just nice to see in general, but also it was nice to get the the elvish recognition of their sort of majesty when Galadriel is uh, embarking on the ship and everybody just is like staring in awe of her. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. we don't, we don't really say yeah. elves are not very, they're not as like respected and, and like seen as mystical in the show in general. Like they, they yeah. seem more real than I think. Yeah. They're very... they probably should. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's like they're a lot more grounded, but they're not necessarily supposed to be grounded because they're elves. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean they're they're uh, they represent fairy and like the yeah the mystical and unknown. So Right. Um so it makes sense on Numenor that they would be hostile towards Galadriel and everything, but uh yeah, it's you know, seeing, um, I mean, that's 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 one of the issues that most people have with the way Gil Galad's character has been written. It's like, he's awful petty for. <laughs> he's he's pettier <laughs> he's than Farazhan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's a little strange. It's like that's not really. I, I don't know. It doesn't. Again, it's just it's not the the version that we would expect to see, and obviously yeah. he'll have an arc we know how important gil galad is but um yeah. yeah it's it's a little confusing if nothing else <laughs> You're like wait um, why is he doing that why is he why is he why is he behaving this way well all right well we'll get back to gil galad yeah. in a bit yeah otherwise i mean as far as the numenorians go it did feel a little bit uh charge of the rohirrimi to see them like just kind of epically yeah. riding for like towards nothing but i also wanted to mention how do they know where to go dude that is exactly what i wrote down i mean <laughs> granted i mean yeah, they knew the general like, direction yeah but they didn't know like they're they were just like yeah i just it how do they know which village was like gonna be you know it just it it was I mean, it was confusing like it was like the charge of the rohirrim but without that much emotion attached to it because you're like is this even like does this make sense that they're showing up this, <laughs> yeah. this quickly and the happens to be in the right place at the right time like it just didn't really i mean i i'm sure i, I don't know that it's... part didn't bother me as much because we can kind of just assume that the timing worked out in a certain way yeah. where like they like they had already left and they were they basically arrived like as that started or something it wasn't exactly right. laid out like that but yeah like i mean i'm sure you could see smoke and stuff from the battle but how far away you know they just know yeah. they're like all right well, they're like, in mordor mordor's fucking huge yeah well they're near okay so they're like they're near or a druid like it's it's really close Oh yeah, and they sailing up the Anduin, like they would have had to cross cross like, through Athelion. Yeah, they would have had to cross Gotta through Athelion. It was sailed go up through the pass. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. It's like the amount of <laughs> like the distance Uh-oh. they would have to cover. Like it just didn't seem like they were at sea. And the next thing we see is that they're riding over the plains of Go- what would become the the plains of Gorgoroth. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, it was just odd. I it, 
but you know, I guess we it, could it just. Felt, it, it felt inorganic to me. Them yes, showing up a little in the bit, nick of time. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. that they shouldn't have. It's the way it was done felt I, inorganic. I, I think it was a little also, too like it wasn't yeah. the kind of you catas- catastrophe that we're used to in yeah. Tolkien because it wasn't unlooked for, but it was also not set up very well. You know, <laughs> I think it was it was yeah. an issue of like the edit where. Um, they yeah. wanted to they they wanted to they they keep cutting between the different storylines and so they like i think the end of the previous episode they were at sea right or they had just yeah. seen the shore or something but like yeah well galadriel's like i've been able to see the shore for an hour you should see it in a few moments yeah it's like so that like they're still far out at sea yeah and, and then, then the next time we see them they're all on horseback charging you know yeah but it's only like it's the southlanders have already been under siege and it's the next day you know so i yeah. think it would have made more sense like but they're not just gonna cut out the entire numenorean storyline in those episodes yeah. just to show that they've been at sea for and they're not gonna have them just be on a boat for like two <laughs> yeah. episodes straight or whatever yeah but, um, yeah, there's no setup of them crossing across the land. Like again, yeah, they have to like the mountains of shadow. Might I don't think they have that name at that point, the FL Duath. But like that's what they had. They would have had to cross those. Yeah, I mean, there's a pass <laughs> that I would presume doesn't have like you know Min- Minas uh, Honor. Well, like the, yeah, like the black gate yet. wouldn't be there, so they could just go through. I guess. But that, I mean, no, that's that. Pass, I mean, they would have but... gone. They would have gone through, like Minas yeah, or like to to on the they would west gone side through of like what, yeah. where Minas Morgul would be, yeah, yeah. Um, but they'd still have to be. They're still crossing mountains. At, yes, you know? I, either <laughs> way, it it, it oh. is. It was yeah. yeah. I I noticed the same thing, but you know, you can give a little bit of um, yeah suspension of disbelief. Yeah, that. I mean, it wasn't. You know, it's it's hardly the biggest issue that I had in the, in yeah. the show. So. Um, um basically you know it was cool to see them fight I just and everything yeah it, oh yeah i mean i i'm always i'm always excited for a battle scene <laughs> yeah uh watching um, them just mow those horses down like bikers with a chain <laughs> yeah i loved that i'm like i mean and that's a, that's a real thing that would have been used in war too and that and that yeah. sort of uh style it's pretty cool <laughs> the horses with the chains yeah, <laughs> mowing down orcs <laughs> but let's just I mean, unless you have anything else you wanted to mention, do you want to just get to the barn scene with Adar? Yes, please. Uh, I thought that was such a such an interesting scene because it really it it's not how I th- would have expected the scene to go, and I mean that in a really good way. Um, yeah. I thought it was really interesting. Like Adar becomes fairly sympathetic. I mean, as sympathetic as he could be. Yeah. It's like he, you can at least like understand where he's coming from, and Galadriel comes off as just awful, you know. Yeah, and so yeah. when she he says like you know look in the mirror for yeah. the next Dark Lord or whatever, it's like ooh, you know he like, kind of has burn. a point. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, she's threatening. He's like, oh yeah, you don't want to talk? How about I bring all of your children out and slowly cook them to death in the sun <laughs> yeah i mean it's, god it damn lady holy shit <laughs> you're supposed to be like the good people fuck <laughs> uh i also loved at our mentioning the secret fire and that they yes. all have it it does yes. it makes you 
you know, remember that they are living creatures and that, yeah, you know, uh, that Eru sort of allows them to live. But yeah, it, it's also, you know, this whole time you are being sympathetic to the orcs, but you, you it's kind of you have to like remember that, first of all, orcs are just evil by nature. And uh, yeah, I mean, they, you know, they're uh yeah. They're, they're yeah, a corruption they're, too. Yeah, they're, they're corruption. corruption. Like they, of, we of know elves. that as a group. Like maybe it's cultural. Like you know, I think that's an interesting conversation to have. But whether it's by nature or cultural, like they enjoy inflicting pain on people. <laughs> like, I think it's especially if they're going with this explanation of yeah, you know, with the Ad- Adar's evidence. Yeah, I think it is by nature because yeah. Because they are a corruption yeah. of elves, so yeah. it's sort of in their nature. But yeah, I mean, as you Whether said they're before, completely like completely corrupted, and they could never. I mean, that yeah, again, that's that's an interesting philosophical in-world conversation to have that we just yeah. don't have time for. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe I one will, day. Maybe I will one day say we'll, another we'll thing. Debate. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I, for, I forgot. I said I was going to come up with a shorthand, uh, but since we uh, behind the the scenes <laughs> here, we did. We are recording this uh, episode the next day after the last yeah. one. I didn't have time. But I will. I will have a short. Sean's, Sean's moving. He's got to like install flooring and move out of another house. He's <laughs> yes, got a lot have, going on. <laughs> I have plenty of work to on my plate already. Besides giving myself homework assignments. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I did think it was interesting. And another sort of point in the column of sympathy for the orcs uh, of how much this group of orcs at least is like revolves around the idea of family. Yeah. 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 Adar is, is means father. If you, if the folks watching didn't catch that. <laughs> yeah. Adar means father in Elvish. Uh, and I do, I think Arondir does ask like, why do the orcs call you father? Yeah. Uh, cause he is, it's, it is, it's an interesting, and he does see it's, it's so weird. Cause he does, seem to have genuine care for orcs yeah i mean like they really are his children like he really feels seems to feel that way about them yeah and that's why they become sort of sympathetic i think because he you know he's walking the walk as much as he talks the talk <laughs> yeah he sure is yeah um so uh, yeah once again you know throughout that scene and, and just in general adar is a really compelling character and once again yeah. i am bummed that the actor yeah is, just a small way yeah yes that um they're replacing him i don't know why i don't know if we got more info on that but yeah i don't know if he just didn't want to do anymore i'm i'm assuming it's a lot of time in the makeup chair for him <laughs> yeah i mean he's uh, he seemed man, like he oh so well that when i don't know he made some comment about it and he seemed like I don't know if it was his decision, but I guess we may never know. Um, yeah. Either way, it's it's a bit of a shame, but I hope the actor they replace him with will uh, will do a good job. One thing I wanted to mention that I didn't like was mm-hmm. immediately after this fantastic barn interrogation scene was Galadriel and Halbrand sitting down and having this weird romantic tension. Yeah, I still like I've watched that scene because I watched that particular episode twice, like first when it first came out and then I watched it again. And so this was my third watch of that episode. 
And I still don't know what the hell they're trying to put across in that scene. Is it romantic, weirdly? Is it like, you know, I just... Is it like companionship, like friendship? Yeah, I just, I do not understand what they're trying to put across in that scene. Because, like, I, it doesn't read, it's like, what they're saying makes it seem romantic, but nothing feels at all romantic about it. Yeah, it's, especially... It's, it's very odd. Also, Galadriel uh, would, wouldn't, like elves fall in love once basically yeah they're they're like monogamous by nature and yeah we, they're like we know swans. that she's married already <laughs> yeah well do we know we don't know that actually yet we we don't find no, out thought... no because she we find out that she thinks Celeborn is dead after Orodruin explodes erupts and she's hiding with theo she that's when we find out that no oh, I, oh, I, Celeborn's saying... in the picture is but she thinks he's dead yeah, but like still that death doesn't like stop well, them from monogamy basically, you know. Well, right, that's what I mean. Like she thinks yeah. he's dead, but it doesn't matter because elves fall in love once. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. Yeah, they mate for life. Yes, like swans. <laughs> yeah, except <laughs> except except elves aren't as big a dicks as swans are. Yes, yeah, swans are like. I have well, a personal beef with swans. But, um, <laughs> okay, well, like, I don't care that they're beautiful. That they're another time. <laughs> Seems yeah, I, I, have, I, have, I have a lot of therapy before I can talk about that on the podcast. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um. Anyway, yeah, what well, were we talking about? <laughs> Well, you were talking yeah. about how much Gilgalad is like a swan. <laughs> <laughs> Very swanish. No. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, well, I thought it was right. interesting, by the way, in that scene that follow uh, that uh, precedes the interrogation, uh, like the chase scene, that Galadriel is speaking to um, Arondir in Quenya. But then when she's chasing down Adar on the horse, she's speaking to her horse. She's saying Norolim, which is Cinderin. And yeah. I don't know if there's, I think I'm sure that was intentional, but I'm not sure why that. I, I wonder if the horse is a Cinderin horse. But then <laughs> maybe, I... yeah, who knows? Well, her horse has never. No, yeah, it's, I don't it's know. A, uh, well, no, because it's a Numenorean wait, horse, do... though. It would have to be a Numenorean horse. They speak horse. Quenya, right? Yeah. Numenoreans? Yeah. I think like, it was... Elendil is speaking Quenya to her earlier in the season. I feel like it's probably just a callback and they just kind of didn't... Yeah, they I just was ignored say because, the language, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I think they just... I think, yeah, they're just trying to recall the scene where in, in the Jackson Fellowship of the Ring when uh, Arwen is saying Nurulim to her horse as she's carrying Frodo across the fords yeah but then why does does um uh what's his face uh best elf of all time uh glorfindel does glorfindel whatever it is uh he he also says norlim in the book yeah to the horse as it carries for why is he speaking instant all right well let's not get sidetracked (laughs) i'll i'll admit I'm, i'm a little confused as to the exact because you know sorry guys but you know we're we're as we've said, we're not Tolkien scholars. Yeah, we're we're just, nerds. We don't speak. <laughs> we're just nerds who like this. Uh, yeah. So I've always been a little confused as to the exact. I know, obviously, they're like, I think Quenya is the more ancient version, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Elvish, so but Quenya um, is basically the language of the High Elves, and Sindar is 
the language of the uh middle earth elves yeah basically. middle earth okay. the ones yeah. who didn't go into the west at all right. basically right sure okay yeah they've never and seen the light of the trees or anything yeah the light of Amon. insert uh shorthand here for we'll talk about that in another episode but i think we'll talk about that when we talk about the nature of the different kinds of elves yeah we'll get into and the that- language as well Hell, that could be a four-part episode on its own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, let's just skip forward to the uh, eruption. Yes. Um, I liked overall the sort of twist of them digging the tunnels to channel the water. Yeah, it was. It would have worked. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, a lot of people were complaining that like, oh, a, a bunch of water going into volcano wouldn't make it erupt. It absolutely could. Could do yeah. that. Because it, it would, could. it could like the cool the top layer and yeah, increase the, steam the pressure and the below. Pressure yeah, would, could could easily result in in an eruption. I because I heard those criticisms and I looked it up because I'm like, I don't know. That seems like it would make sense to me. And, the, uh, the yeah, part, it is it, it is somewhat uh, realistic as much the as part you know. to criticize would be the wall of uh, pyroclastic. <laughs> flow yeah flow the or whatever flow that galadriel just stands in and doesn't immediately turn into uh one of the people pile of, of ash <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, yeah she would have been uh frozen in time <laughs> and just vaporized along with everybody yeah. else there but yeah yeah i mean ignoring that it was it's like, an, whatever it's fine it, it was an epic <laughs> scene and an awesome conclusion and it's a really cool way of mortar sort of coming into its yeah. own i think yeah yeah i will say i mean the first time i watched that episode i was like wow what a great way to end i'm actually really looking forward to seeing the next episode yeah <laughs> you know, first time yeah. i watch it um related to that comment although i will say i don't know why but the first four episodes watching it i had no problem i just went right through I found the second half of this season, even though it's when pretty much everything happens, it felt a bit of a chore to watch. Yeah, I don't know how you felt about it, but rewatching this, I was like, I'm not enjoying this that much. It kind of <laughs> there were. I think it's because there were a lot more parts I didn't. I was sort of dreading looking for it. Like, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll get to the elves shortly, yeah, we'll get, but yeah, we'll be getting that I in a was, moment. I was dreading most of that, whereas, you know, like the things we already discussed, I, I was, I kind of liked seeing the Numenorean part, especially Lendulon stuff again. I honestly, I liked basically, I sort of enjoyed most of the parts of it that weren't elf related. It was, I, because yeah. I, I think, I think the issue is there are characters that I could enjoy in basically every other sort of timeline. And that could kind mm, yeah. of get me past the like lore issues and other like you know issues with the show and stuff. Like you know, it was I enjoyed seeing Ellen deal. I enjoyed yeah. seeing, especially later on. I did want to mention how seeing Galadriel with Theo just get puts her in a different light. Yeah, of, like, I really enjoyed wise. that part. Yeah, I enjoyed that a lot. Like, oh, someone's treating her with reverence, and because she's. A, she is a badass in this. You know, this version of Gladriel is a badass. And, she's a very uh, noble and yeah, 
prestigious, it comes from a prestigious line of elves and everything. And she was just acting more, you know, less revenge driven and more like a, a wise, yeah. uh, you know, ancient being. Yeah. Who's protecting this, you know, you, you know, young, young kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, yeah, I, I enjoyed their interaction. I, I liked when she like gives him, his, gives him her sword. Yeah. Very <laughs> cool like, sword, by the way. Pretty cool sword. <laughs> Pretty cool sword. <laughs> a lot of the um, a lot of the elves elf swords, especially you see in the first episode, like they're gigantic, and I don't love the design of them. They just seemed a little bit clunky. However, yeah. um, Arondir's sword is super cool. I love the design of that. That half yes. half, half leaf shape blade. It's like a scimitar, which is kind of. You know, probably not what Tolkien would have had in mind for elves. Like, you know, we know orcs he, use scimitars and and stuff, but um, basically everybody I loved just that. Used, I thought it was really cool. Like a straight, like arming sword or long sword. In yeah, it would have been a double sided blade, and yeah. Or, uh, but I, you know, I, I, I loved a Rondir sword. I thought that was such a cool design. Yeah, really and also it. just skipping ahead briefly, I loved seeing Iglos, uh, uh Gilgalad's spear. It just, I don't know why I was just like It was that. cool. Well, we know what yeah. it's going to do. It's going to skewer yeah. <laughs> Sauron in season five. So it's, yeah. it's cool to see it. It was cool, meantime. yeah. But um, hey, there it is. It's going to be a big deal. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it, it, it was hard. It, it was harder in some ways to watch this part, but there were, there was enough for me to look forward to where I still enjoyed yeah. the rewatch. But there are definitely like yeah, especially I, the Elvis storyline, just a chore. Yeah, it, yeah, I did a lot of pausing. <laughs> <laughs> I took a lot more breaks uh, watching the second half of this first season. And, yeah, yeah, I, and I think I think the part of the reason for that is, and that that goes to the pacing issues. Like they just like yeah. they're just they really the second half of the season they really crammed so much plot into shoveling it on yeah yeah into a what felt like a very small amount of time um speaking of a small amount of time (laughs) i was gonna say do we want to just get into the mithril thing because well we're gonna have to talk about it (laughs) or is there something you want to uh, well uh, all right before before we get there let's just wrap up the um Southlanders and stuff. So they, you know, everybody's lost. Myrdiel gets blinded, which I don't remember if that's lore accurate. Is it? Does that happen? I just, I just don't remember. Um, (laughs) they might not have. I yeah, I just, I don't remember. I think, I think it's more. I think if it's not in the Silmarillion or and mentioned anywhere in the writings, it's. I think it's gonna have to. It's it's a um. A nod to the fact that her father is Tar Palantir, which Palantir, besides being the seeing stones, also means far seeing. Yeah. And so she is one of the faithful, we know. She's been hiding it uh, up until like the end of this season. Yeah. Or or been very cautious about how she's how she's presented herself politically. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know that she is one of the faithful. You know, that last conversation that she has with Elendil um on the ship before uh, they arrive back in Numenor about how you know the the price yeah. of the faithful is it you know it's you know doing yeah. doing the thing and just hoping sacrificing that it's gonna, something yeah yeah the sacrifice and yeah um, by the way Tarpalantir two hundred twenty year old years old 
He really looks great. He looks phenomenal. <laughs> it's like, I hope I look that good when I'm dead <laughs> at the ripe old age of 220. <laughs> so, you know, all they, you know, they all go and meet up at the camp and everything, have the emotional scenes with, uh, uh, and and then uh Galadriel takes Halbrand with a sucking chest wound <laughs> and rides yeah. I I did a rough yeah. guesstimation looking at a map about yeah. 700 miles. Yeah, I was going to say it's got to be in the area of a thousand miles from yeah. where they are in <laughs> all the yeah. way yeah, they're basically right in the entrance of Mordor all the way up to Aragion, and <laughs> yeah. he's he's like in the process of dying and you know obviously not because you know he's Sauron he's gonna be fine yeah we don't know that and yeah she doesn't know that she's like he needs elf medicine let's just ride like, for like uh, three days straight yeah <laughs> yeah I know well it's also it's not it's not like she's riding with him on the horse as well even yeah, Pippin style, <laughs> like, he <no>. is riding <laughs> Full gallop, seven hundred miles. To get yeah, Region. <laughs> just sort of absurd, but yeah, it was a uh, yeah, a little hard to believe. Yeah. So now that we've arrived in a Region, let's uh, yeah. let's. Bring oh, I have the... one more thing. Oh, yes. about the uh, I have one more thing I wanted to say. Um, yeah. Just comment on because it was a very powerful moment to me. It really hit me um, when the Numenorians are loading up the ship. And Elendil is trying to get Beric, Isildur's horse, onto the ship, and he just oh, won't go. And yeah. he's just begging him. It's oh my god, that wrecked me. That was so emotional. Yeah, just that. Yeah, that was a very that, powerful scene. Again, Lloyd Owen is just killing it. He's yeah, so good. Absolutely. He's playing Elendil perfectly, as far as I'm concerned. I yeah, mean, he's playing it, that just how I'd like to see him powerful yeah. but emo- you know emotional yeah, he, emotional he is, and loving and yeah he, he has faithful. that that sort of um aragorn like masculinity that is nice to see yeah masculine and not no, nothing toxic about it yeah yes <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah um, like, and the way yeah. he is with midiel and and everything so yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I yeah, just wanted so, to mention that because that yeah, scene no, really absolutely. hit me very yeah. hard. <laughs> worth worth uh, mentioning, and it, yeah. the, just everything about the ending uh, ending of that season with him yeah. is. Uh... Oh, uh, sorry. Really One more thing that I forgot again. Yeah, <laughs> they did, and I think we mentioned this last time. They um they said they were going to go to uh, the Southlanders. Said they were going to go to Largear. Oh, Pelargir, yes. Yeah. Which is a Gondorian city. It's basically south of um, Minas it's Tirith. The, yeah. Yeah. It's near or where Minas Tirith would be. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like right above um, the delta of the Anduin before it uh, goes into the uh, Bay into of Alphalas. And yeah. Um, so it's, it's weird that they. Yeah, so they point out that there are Numenorean colonies that Numenor has been to Middle Earth for, because I don't remember them actually mentioning that earlier in the show. It's, it's made it, they made it seem as though they'd never been to Middle Earth before. Yeah, that was just a weird. It was kind of the same as like Galadriel yeah. and Celeborn and stuff to me, where it felt like, like oh, we should mention this <laughs> to kind of keep that information 
until yeah, they, the end. Yeah, they held it back, which was yeah. Just, just I mean, the fact that Numenor strange. has had like old had colonies in Middle Earth seems like something that should have been mentioned before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for just, sure. Just like the fact that Galadriel is married, and you know all that other stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a few things like that where it's like, so you're just revealing you're revealing this at towards the end of the season when there's already a lot going on, and there just doesn't seem like a point to not revealing it earlier like what, yeah that could have been a throwaway line earlier that just establishes that it you know i mean it was kind of a throwaway line in the context in which they used it so yeah. like you've just said it earlier it would have made a little more sense and then the new could have told the southlanders is like oh you should go here like that yeah. would have made more sense to me yeah it, it not a, not not a big problem but you know it was a little awkward yeah and in the case of Galadriel, like it seems like it would almost add into her motivation for revenge and everything if she thinks her husband is dead. Uh, I yeah, guess we I mean, don't know yeah. why, yeah. but it seems like they're basically just teeing up another mystery for the next season, which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. and also shouldn't shouldn't their daughter have been born by now? I believe so. And, but she marries Elrond. It's like kind of a big thing. Once again, we kind Becomes of very important. Can't you know base uh, information on like timeline yeah. stuff because it's just not. I know it's compressed, but yeah, like the idea that Elrond is how many, 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 many thousands of years older than his wife doesn't. I mean, I don't know. It just didn't. It just uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that sort of thing doesn't matter to elves. Once you reach like 200, I feel like yeah, there's it's as much true, difference. Yeah. <laughs> You're as an adult as any other elf. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Halbrand was hitting on Galadriel, and he's true. Uh, he's been around since the beginning of time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, all right. Whole, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, let's jump but, into it. Let's jump into the yeah, elves, Mithril. Because we're going to have to talk about Sauron. It's yeah. going to take a minute. So, uh, where do we start? Oh, so. Do we start with the Mithril myth? <laughs> the myth real <laughs> so let's let's just start with i think um let's see so it starts with durin taking the table uh right. early on and i did yeah. want to mention something on the elf side of that scene it's a little weird that the only she elf we even see or hear anything about in that like there is galadriel because there's just a bunch of yeah. like elven women like elf yeah they're maidens all or whatever though. Yeah. yeah, that are all to no. They're like there's some sitting at the table, and they just have oh, like, there were. these okay. pearl coifs. Oh yeah, like covering their faces and everything. Yeah, yeah, and it was just kind of like, all right. So I guess we don't need to know who these <laughs> elven <female laughs> yeah. characters are. Yeah, but um, yeah. So then, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to start there because this all happens within like five <laughs> minutes, where. Yeah. Aaron takes the table, and that's great, uh, especially because it it feels more satisfying that he pulled one over on them. Yeah, he was full of a, shit about that yeah. stone being like extremely. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Nah, my wife wanted a new one." <laughs> immediately afterwards, it's followed by. And here, I'm just gonna get through all of this, and then we can yeah. talk about it. It's followed go, go, go. by half elf bullying of uh, Pedithel. <laughs> yeah. uh, then seeing first uh side note they we see that they're sticking with the jackson balrog design based on the yeah uh in the mithril origin story which is just 
pretty much entirely fabricated. Um, it's, everything about it is wrong. <laughs> and just, then immediately yeah. after that, we're told that the elves have a, a very precise ticking clock yeah, on they have how six long weeks. they're going to live. <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah you know you have by the end of spring like why anyway yeah. okay so let's yeah let's get into so why that's we, not that doesn't jive <laughs> yeah we we discussed before we didn't want to like just sit here and harp on this for a while just yeah. know that we're upset about it and we're gonna tell you the lore behind why this is like inaccurate and then we're just gonna move on otherwise we'll yeah. just be here complaining yeah, so the myth that is presented, and look, they do say in the show, like, it is said, like, that this is a myth, that this is, like, a legend, there's not, it's not factual necessarily, but, but still. But still. We also <laughs> see later on that the mithril next to the leaf does heal the corruption, and so that kind yeah. of confirms and i had kind of forgotten is, about that yeah me too until uh until we rewatched it and yeah okay. you see in we were during... hoping they would like back you know backpedal yeah, on that a little but they I, kind of can't <laughs> yeah they they can't completely i mean maybe 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 there's an, a, a clever way that they're gonna uh bring you know pull back on that whole thing of mithril uh curing rot and evil yeah but um i mean it's yeah, so so, this idea that uh, yeah. that a, that a great elf warrior and a balrog would fight and the goodness of the elf and the evil of the of the balrog would somehow uh first of all why is there a silmaril well, the lost silmaril inside of a tree is nonsense as far as the lore is concerned <laughs> yeah the the one um, that they're probably talking about is the one that was lost deep in the like cracks of the earth basically right yeah and um, so it wouldn't have been in a tree no probably. it would not have been <laughs> no it would not have been especially since it started as a tree anyway yeah <laughs> but it wouldn't go back into a tree and so yeah the idea that this good and this evil fighting each other is completely um incompatible with Tolkien's writings. Yeah, it combining it's, to be to create something yeah. better. Is, Dualism does not work in Tolkien. It just doesn't. Like, it's evil good versus is not evil. A, yeah. Yeah. It's evil is not a thing in and of itself. It is a lack of goodness. So the idea that evil and good balance it's balance out to create uh mithril just doesn't jive with anything that anybody has ever read <laughs> yeah it's, by J.R.R. Tolkien in the Legendarium. It just doesn't... He has a lot about combining forces and being stronger together, and that works for good yeah. and evil, but not together, ever. Yeah, it's just, it does not... Yeah, it just doesn't jive. It, yeah, dualism really it does not have much of a place. Also... dualism, again, it requires, like, evil to be its own thing, and yeah, that's its own not entity. how it is. Yeah, that's just not what that is. So also Mithril is it's I mean it's just an ore in the earth it, there isn't yeah. like it's magic about metal. it it's it's a yeah. very precious metal that is just stronger than steel and lighter and every it's yeah. it, it's it's magical in its properties but it's not of magical origin I don't I mean he doesn't right, yeah. exactly say but it's not yeah, it's there, just a precious metal I mean really that's This is really totally fabricated it, yeah. and yeah. it was abundant on Numenor, yeah, it, it it 
Yeah. I think it's probably in other places, but we know it's abundant in Numenor and abundant in Casadu, Moria. Yeah. 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 Uh, or Casadum, yes, at the time. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it being only there and created by this weird, like, anti-lore thing is just yeah. ridiculous basically yeah it's just it's counter to to everything that we read yeah it's just yeah it's not great <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't want to we don't want to spend the whole yeah. uh, too so, much time on this so to follow um, that the ticking clock of the elves so the idea yeah. that the elves are fading from the earth isn't ridiculous in itself because they are they're they feel this calling to leave metal earth because but that and that's not even really for until the next age i guess in general but right yeah um the uh, the whole thing with the elves is that they their fate is tied to arda that means the earth they're not going anywhere until i mean granted like so they're like oh we have to go back to valinor but like that's not the idea is they would the most... fade in Middle Earth, and they have to go back to Valinor in six not... weeks. <laughs> yeah, in six weeks. The most ridiculous part of it, but the... yeah, yeah. And That's so the end of spring. It's like why? Yeah, why? Jump, jumping ahead, the the Elven Rings do preserve life and they yeah that's one of the virtues of them yeah it helps that it does like that is the reason that they're sort of able to stay as long as they do by creating these sort of kingdoms out of time but i mean there's no mention at all of them being up against a time crunch and like having to leave before then and even if they did they could have i would have been okay with them sort of starting to imply that and working that in but just the fact that it's going to happen in 6 weeks and also what about all the the uh the sylvan elves and all the people who hadn't seen the light yeah. at all are, should they just be dead because they they don't have yeah. any light like it, yeah. it's well just... even yeah even in the third age when you know the elves really do overall just start to fade and they all you know most of them do take a ship and go go back to uh, the undying, undying lands to Valinor. Um, like it's not because they have to; they don't have a choice. It's they just because, feel that their like, time is coming. Yeah, to their an time end. is up. Like now is the time of of men of of, of humans. Yeah, they're kind of so. They're the elves' whole point in Tolkien is to ennoble men, basically yeah. towards the end of their time and basically hand the reins of the world over to men after they right. ennoble them by bloodline, you know, with uh, Baron and Luthien, uh, yeah. Arwen and Aragorn and all that, and with yeah. their teachings and uh, actions yeah. and everything. Yeah. But yeah, just this whole idea of having a ticking time clock, needing to encase every elf in the light of the Silmaril using Mithril, yeah, it, just, it's just no, all I... of it from top to bottom is pretty much entirely ridiculous yeah and against like, the lore yeah um and again like they'd have to be very clever to write their way out of it it's just uh yeah it's just a lot it's a lot yeah. they which is what fix. Uh, it's something that um, might not end up bothering somebody who doesn't know the lore and that's why it's yeah. been kind of hard for uh, it's really hard yeah. to like just completely take that out of your head watching it because it's yeah like, it's oh, yeah, it's difficult to watch it without like 
factoring in all the all the information that we have you know <laughs> it's like we know all this stuff from the writings and so when it's something that's so like flagrantly against what's been written it's really baffling and confusing and that's yeah. why there's a strong negative reaction to that aspect in particular um yeah yeah so i, d- I did also say like and this is sort of while rewatching it before remembering that the the mithril did heal the the leaf, uh, yeah. the leaf. it was kind of like knowing that it, it was kind of a speculation of like do the elves need like mithril mithril batteries to recharge or is Gilgalad lying <laughs> or did Sauron lie to them well that's yeah. the thing except for like the mithril seemingly maybe that's maybe it was a coincidence. Who knows that that leaf? But yeah, you know, probably again, not. <laughs> I was gonna say, it, yeah, it's that 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 would have to be a really that would be a hard, hard, almost as hard to swallow as the changes from the Lord. <laughs> that that's yeah. not what we saw. Um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that somehow Sauron's just had his influence, and that's why they believe these things that we just weren't aware of before. Because I mean, he's a yeah. shape shift. He's a shape shifter. He could, you know, we know the that he's uh turned into a vampire and flown away from things yeah. so like he could get around you know if he to to do these things but um yeah it's it's a lot it. he would have been a, yeah we haven't seen it and it would be he would have been out of breath i think in every scene with Galadriel. <laughs> like, hey Galadriel, what's up where have i been <laughs> Sorry, oh what? don't worry about that i've just i was uh i was in i was in the forge i was forging some swords I oh, just God. had to fly. Right, I just needed a second. <laughs> I was I was making a lot of swords. I was definitely not flying around Middle Earth uh corrupting things. <laughs> um well I yeah. guess that like there isn't really much else with the elves to talk about up until like the um uh, uh Kelebor, or no Kelebrimpor and the forging yeah. of the rings. Yeah. But I mean, I I liked that whole sequence. It it made it, um, yeah. It did make it sort of credible how Halbrand could have helped them, like Anatar could have helped right. them, right? Yeah. And um, one thing, I guess, before, because I mean, I think we can just start talking about Sauron in a sec. But yeah, one line I did love was one will corrupt two will divide but with three there is balance balance. i liked that as well yeah that that felt um it felt on brand yeah (laughs) it did yeah which was a a relief for how much uh, not on brand things that there there were that storyline yeah Yeah. Um, (laughs) Um, yeah i I liked that as well i liked just yeah everything with the forging and you know with elrond's and all of them like him like suspecting them at the end i mean everything all just happened in the last episode basically yeah yeah um it's one of the things too that i there are a few things in in that that i had a bit of an issue with like the idea that they need pure silver and pure gold from valinor like what's different about that Stuff. Yeah, I mean, also mixed with Valinorian steel because they just kind of smelted the whole thing without breaking well, it apart. <laughs> I know that was one of the things that I am like. I know this is not a big deal; it's a little nitpicky, I guess. But the idea that steel would melt at the same temperature as gold and silver was, and like that they would somehow separate me. it all at the end. Yeah, yeah, know, just... and they separated <laughs> out. Yeah, it's like what the 
did you, what the hell? Do you these people just... know how to how to do this? You can find out on YouTube how to smelt properly. <laughs> couldn't, <laughs> couldn't it just kind of like tear? I mean, it wouldn't be as emotional, I guess, if they I, yeah, like, I mean, tore it apart beforehand and then smashing it with it a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Caliburnbor picks up Feanor's hammer and just starts smashing Galadriel's yeah. knife. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Yeah, it would be quite as. Yeah, uh, she wouldn't have taken that very well. She'd be like, "Dude, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be quite as." My uh, brother's Could composed, you show respect? And, yeah. But uh, I did like the, yeah. you know, the, the yeah, the actual of yeah, the, the actual rings. like uh, yeah, pouring the metal into the mold and everything was kind of neat. Um, how did you feel, by the way, about the design of Nenya um, Galadriel's ring, the white ring, the white ring, because it was like a teardrop shape it wasn't a ring and they were saying making such a big deal about it being a circle and then they made one of the rings not a circle oh i guess i didn't even notice that it was a teardrop shape yeah it's it's like a teardrop it's not a regular yeah, it shouldn't have a corner kind of ring yeah <laughs> it, yeah all the, yeah, all the magic power is gonna shoot out of the out of the corner <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that 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 i found weird it was like uh, i mean they were just... pretty Oh, yeah they're they're beautiful i don't like hate the design of the rings exactly but like they made such a thing about it being a yeah. circle and so that the power circles in on it so, i mean yeah uh well, which, which, would, which would be fine i guess it's just like i don't know it it'd be nice it, it looked they... like regular ring making though you know it didn't seem like ring of power making exactly um, I think it, was it was cool looking but i don't I'm yeah, like, it didn't feel like they were just. What about this as a ring of power? It looks like just you're making regular rings. Like I, mean, I just, I guess in this version of the story, Mithril is magic in and of itself. So yeah. Also, the, I don't, I don't think the elves make things in a magical way. They just do it really well, and it just sort of imbues yeah, I it guess. naturally. Yeah. Maybe the stones that Celebrimbor had picked out were part of that too. I'm not sure. Yeah. I hope that we get to see Kirdan, the shipwright. Um, I, I think cause... we, I think we're supposed to see him in the second season. Ah, okay. That's I, cool. I think he was like casted. Him. I'm not, sure, I'm not certain on that, but I, I think I read something about that. He's a, he's That'd one of cool. the oldest elves. He's got yeah, a beard. The, yeah, the only elf, as far as we know, with a beard because he's so old. <laughs> and um, he gets uh, Narya. Uh, Narya. Yeah. We're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna have to just keep studying these <laughs> the ring names because yeah so yeah yeah vilia is is the blue stone ring yeah uh, and that ends up being to, uh elrond. it goes to gil galad but it eventually goes to elrond yeah, yeah. And, gil -Galad uh, falls. and then yeah apparently uh galadriel earns herself uh yeah i think uh, she gets that ring from the beginning right yeah which well, her, based uh, on her like standing in uh in in court seems like doesn't really jive you know well anyway let's um let's wrap things up with uh yeah. the halbrand sauron story which is probably one of the the biggest yeah. twists and, <laughs> and yeah sort of uh a little bit different from the lore and now it should have gone yeah. but yeah um yeah so I, th I said this uh, yesterday or the, the last episode that, you know, knowing the lore when as soon as Halbrand says, call it a gift when he somehow schools Celebrimbor and combining metals like he doesn't really know about that. <laughs> that yeah. was the dead giveaway. It's like, oh, OK, he's Sauron because in the in the in the writings, uh, Sauron tricks Celebrimbor and on the other elves uh, by presenting himself as Anatar, Lord of Gifts. 
<laughs> which is uh which is why uh call it a gift was a dead like yes, giveaway that, for that people who like, already right, knew yeah confirmed <laughs> like all right yep there it is okay <laughs> um good yeah because i think first time around we were we were kind of suspecting him but it was almost like all right this seems yeah. like almost too obvious but it's also not accurate to the lore so yeah. well again it's like they really had to go out of their way to create mystery with halbrand again it's like they never explain like how is why was how, how was he shipwrecked how did he happen to meet up with gladriel in the ocean you know it was like a lot of chance that not even sauron could i'd create I just, for himself, yeah it's yeah. like that situation like i don't think like how could he create that situation i don't yeah, i just don't he, buy it it was still more yet again playing off of our expectations and our knowledge yeah. of the lore which i just don't like in general um, yeah it's like you know it, you don't need to have a mystery in it yeah. you know the story is already compelling yeah. and you're kind of taking a distracting from it by spending so much time trying to create mystery yeah and, and it wasn't even that effective to be honest yeah like <laughs> it, it almost felt too obvious but it was like the reason it was like all right this it could be somebody else because it was wrong like that was the reason that where it's like, all right, well, right. this guy wants to go to Numenor and, you know, he's a smith and all that. So it seems like it could be him. But it's like, well, you know, like he, he doesn't he, he doesn't go to Numenor yet and he doesn't yeah. you know, he takes the form of an elf. And that is I mean, you know, yeah. I can see him having a different name or whatever, but it's like, yeah. you know, it's it's playing off our expectations. And I didn't like that. But yeah. I mean, I did like how... I understand why they would do that, but I don't think it was a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I liked how he played him, and it was a little yeah. interesting to watch again through and see like his decisions from the beginning through that context of yeah. like wanting to stay on Numenor and... Uh, just you know, various actions he takes and like the things he says yeah. early on of like how to manipulate people and things like that. Right. Um, yeah. I also like that he did end up becoming king of the Southlands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was pretty. It was kind of funny rewatching yeah, re- it. Nose, going, yeah. yeah, it's like, and you know, just like some of the smiles that he gives, like take on new meaning when you when you are like, oh yeah. yeah, there it is. It's like, yeah, that's actually was a hint. We just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we could pick up some of the hints, but it's you know, once again, why were you going to suspect him really? Yeah, again, they went out of their way to make it seem like it couldn't possibly be him to the point where it's like, well, that doesn't really make sense that it is him because you guys went really out of your way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did want to mention one thing that we don't really know is why Sauron hates Adar. I get why the reverse right. is true. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, because... he hates him because he stabbed him and betrayed him, I guess, but... Yeah, but he also Adar mentions like killing a woman he loves or something. Like I don't know if that's actually a I thing. I think that was or just because Adar just... didn't know that Halbrand was Sauron, and he was just like trying to get under his skin of this what he assumed was a human man. Yeah, it's like I well, mean... why else? Like I've killed a lot of people. It's like did I kill a woman or a child? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Sauron's he... like, no, you killed me, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> You stabbed me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Adar hates him because he uh was just trading his orcs like yeah, expen- yeah, ex- yeah, experimenting on his slaves and stuff. Yeah. yeah. 
But um, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, I liked the way that uh, you're going to obviously know the actor's name where I'm going to forget it. But um, I like the way he was played, I think, overall. Halbrand, um, Sauron? Yes, Halbrand. Oh, yeah, uh, Charlie Vickers. Charlie Vickers. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. I, I, you know, I I have no problem with the performance. I think he did a great performance. Uh, I think it yeah. didn't make some of how they ended up doing this. Again, to me, it doesn't really make much sense. But, um, yeah. Most of the things that don't really make sense, it's like it was it was in the effort to try to make this big mystery. Yeah, once again, it was just that, like... Felt like a misstep. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to mention their, like, mind battle thing. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. I, I like the I, discussion they were yeah. having, and For it also... He's in her head, yeah. Yeah, it neat. also showed his capacity as the deceiver. Because yeah. he was convincing you as, like, the, the watcher, or me as the watcher, at least. Yeah. Oh, that it really like could have been Finrod and. Well, no, that like how do you mean? that. Oh, just he, in general, like it, to see his side of things. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. very. Uh, yeah, the idea that he wants to. Yeah, that he wants to heal Middle Earth. I'm trying to make up for the for the bad things that I've done by putting yeah. myself in charge of everybody and everything. <laughs> and seeing their reflection in the water was just I a loved very that. awesome. That was moment. cool. It was cool. I yeah. You know, it, it was almost like, ah, yeah, I almost want to see that, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. but, yeah. um, I mean, he, like, he, he was just, you know, doing this and that I liked that they, once they revealed him and everything, he really felt, uh, you know, true to like the Sauron character of being like, yeah, this sort of conniving and convincing snake basically yeah. And, <laughs> yeah but the, you see those moments of like rage and evil I, poke yeah. through yeah i really i like what they i love what they did with his eyes during that um when they're the, the like when he's yeah. kind of in her head on the raft they're almost like burning like, through yeah i was like oh man that's intense <laughs> it, was, it was just it was cool yeah um yeah it's a it, yeah overall now that that mystery is out of the way, I'm yeah. kind of excited to see his yes. storyline. I was, yeah, was excited to see like his corruption of Numenor and oh, everything. Yeah, yeah that's going to be fun. <laughs> so I hope yeah. with the with most of these like mysteries and setups and stuff out of the way that it's we can just get more cleanly into the stories yeah. as they were written. But you know, yeah. We'll we'll have to see. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, that's that's one of the things. Like they, this kind of adaptation requires a lot of fill in the blank, which is yeah. why it's so confusing that they that things they didn't need to change they changed just for the sake of the mystery box. And I'm like, yeah. that's not what's compelling about this to to me. To me, yeah. that's not. You know, that's that that's just kind of a thing. that's like, it should be a little. It was. It just felt ham-fisted. It's like let's create a lot of mystery here. Yeah, because it, like I was saying multiple times now, I think yeah. you could have appealed to both sections of the audience with just following the story itself more closely. Where yeah, you know, we know what's going to happen, but we just want to see it. I don't want to be yeah. You know, I'm looking like, forward to seeing how and, it happens. 
like made to look like an idiot almost at every section just because like yeah i can't guess how you fucked up the lore basically (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, right that's yeah it's like yeah we can't you know they made it so that you can't guess because they're just totally going off the plot really i mean literally kind of literally going off the the reservation Um, certainly but but then people who don't know the lore would have just Enjoyed they the ride. Had, yeah. yeah, they would have had mysteries because they don't know that Anatara Sauron. Yeah, you know, we exactly. would, but it's like, yeah, you know, we could all just it's be like, like, well, what mm-hmm. about spoilers? I'm like, you know, no, Game of Thrones didn't worry about spoilers. The books were already written. Yeah, they know? were out for. You Ironically, know. their last season that wasn't written in books yet stunk. <laughs> yeah. So you know. Yeah, so it's you know I'm hoping you... they just got the worst season out of the way. I hope yeah. this is the worst the show is. Yeah, because that's that's said. I'm not saying it's total crap, but like I hope this is the worst of the show. And it only, <laughs> I hope it's all uphill from here. here. Yeah. Well, it's to that's me, it's like why would you adapt somebody's writings uh, that are so universally, you know, beloved by the people yeah. who are into them and everything? If you're just gonna like kind of ignore them and just yeah. kind of do your own thing you know yeah, like, like just use just... the writing it's right there <laughs> yeah it's, it is it's right there yeah i agree that's that's one of the, that's that's the main frustration i've i had as a viewer for sure yeah but... like, i'm like why are they changing things they didn't need to change this is what we wanted to see yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so I mean, overall, I'm, I'm excited for the next season and hopefully yeah, for more seasons to come. Um, yeah, agreed. All right, we can start to wrap up, and you can do your uh, you can do your little uh, fun fact that you brought for us. But yeah, I did want to mention. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the so next uh, episode we wanted to talk about uh, video games and Tolkien. Yes, um, indeed. Yeah the Gollum game just came out and And no one's happy about it (laughs) they issued like two or three apologies for this video game we're like you know what this seems like our brand (laughs) (laughs) having to issue that many apologies (laughs) perfect to to, um sort of kickstart a conversation about that yeah um and in preparation as somebody who's not uh historically been much of a gamer i uh it's my understanding that i can actually download because i have uh my girlfriend bought bought us an xbox a few months ago it's like the s i guess oh yeah uh, either nice. way it's i'm given to understand that uh shadow of mordor <laughs> and shadow of war are still available on those so i might get those just for a little bit of a uh, research just the way and you're talking fun. about this is is Pretty adorable, Zerb, I have to say. <laughs> I know. I'm just like <laughs> somebody who plays a lot of video games. I know. I'm like, uh, so I have a certain kind of Xbox <laughs> I've, that I've I think come, I can I've still get this, this game. I can download <laughs> these games, even though they're a few years old. Um, I know. It's like, how old am I? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm well, 75 definitely. years old, by the way, for the people who uh, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> Certainly very in, old man spirit. Yeah. You're a Numenorean, <laughs> 75. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we'll um, so we'll we'll be back with that. But in the meantime, yeah. do you want to do give us a little bit of that juice? Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, we got to wrap up with the Tolkien fun fact, right? And it's my turn. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, in that case, uh, today's Tolkien fun fact. Ah, um, uh, yeah. I'm going to edit all these pauses out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm sure. You should definitely just leave all that in, but... <laughs> <laughs> I might I might shorten the pause for the sake of uh, listening to it, but... Um, <laughs> no. uh, oh, Christ. <laughs> I, have, I have nothing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I had something earlier, and I forgot what I was going to say. All right, think of, and now think you're of just like, just think of topics. something and say it. <laughs> <laughs> think, of, think of topics of... Uh, I don't know transportation. Think of the transportation. Oh yeah, well Tolkien rode a unicycle everywhere he went. So, oh god, he was that's how he got around. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't <laughs> he, that disappointing? He was, he was He's like uh, one of those nerds on campus at your college that uh, thinks they're cool by riding a unicycle. Yeah, he but was, you know, uh, man, what, yeah, what that is say? disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, I heard, I heard he even rode it to war. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was uh, going up and down the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the famous unicycle cavalry of uh, World War One. Yeah, juggling uh, hand grenades and riding a unicycle through the trenches. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow, that's let's yeah. continue to make light of this horrific war. Jesus, that... <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like in the Battle of the Somme, one of the most bloody, va- most bloody, violent, lethal battles. In the history of human warfare. <laughs> and there he was. Wow. Really yeah. paints him in a different light. Thanks well, for you know, they, that to us, sir. Well, they brought the unicycle into World War One to maybe cross no man's land because, you know, it's just small at the smaller surface area, you're less likely to hit mines and such. So oh, that, was, yeah. that was the that was the tactical reason. Yeah, and also, yeah. you know, the Germans would look at that and just be Maybe so shocked that he wouldn't, you know, nobody would shoot at you, but... God in him, what is he doing? <laughs> yeah, I thought... This man is I, crazy. I can't even tell. <laughs> it's, it's only as one wheel. <laughs> it's like a... It's like a penny farthing. <laughs> we're, we're very sorry if uh, any any Germans end up listening to this. Uh... <laughs> if, we, if we didn't in, insult people based on Token riding a unicycle to war, we've definitely just insulted the Germans. So <laughs> we, we we insulted Tolkien, the English army, <laughs> and the German and the German people. Well, my slate's clean after they weren't fascist at that point, so I'm I don't feel like they really deserve to be made fun of that bad because yeah, everyone true. was really at fault in World War One. <laughs> yeah, that's why like, tensions were high, and then they just all started beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that one's a little more forgivable, I guess. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> let's not anyway, go into on, a war tangent. <laughs> anyway, if anybody wants to correct our history, our lore, please send us an email at Lord Offensive of the Wrongs Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can you can do so uh, by sending an email to Lord of the Wrongs Podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> All right. And, well, uh, I that... guess we're done. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, we're yeah, done with our that's... obligatory uh yeah. of chowder uh special. Yeah. yeah. Part part two of the second part of our <laughs> <Rings> of chowder. <laughs> uh, I-, I hope you enjoyed the cream of our soup. 
Yes. Uh, and with that, <laughs> we say Namarie. Yeah, good Namarie, friends. Listen next time. Yeah.